Hey, it's Nick. For the last few years, my friend Justin has been working on Shards of the Aegis, a super fun Greek mythology-inspired card game, and it's finally ready to launch on Kickstarter. If you like fast-paced party games, this might be for you. The artwork alone is well worth a look. If you're at all interested, please check the link in the description. I'd really appreciate it. Joined with my lovely co-host of Peter. I am the loveliest. I think I was going in the least to most order. But wow. you, that's what you think, but you are wrong. <laughs> Just okay. check your notes. Uh, let's see. Uh, Daniel. I am the third loveliest. <laughs> uh, Katie. Oh, I'm second place? Fuck this. I quit. <laughs> Uh, and Nicholas. I needed that confidence boost. <laughs> uh, I've been having a really, serve. I've been having a hard week. I had to take my cat to the vet. It's been a lot. Oh. And you just made my day. Thank you. Which, which kitty? I... Oh. Then it was uh, Leo. No, no, Mr. Puxley. He's. Oh, Puck. He, yeah, he likes to eat ribbon. And oh, me too. Oh, <laughs> very stressful. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Once, once we went on vacation, left a neighbor in charge of our cats, and we got a phone call at some point saying, "Oh, I found he spit up some thread, and we took him to the vet, and they found that he'd eaten a needle." Oh my god. Oh no. And the, and the only thing that saved him from, you know, surgery to get it out and possibly, you know, too late it would have just perforated his intestines was that it had thread on it and it got tangled in his teeth and so they could just pull it out. And that all oh happened before we left. Like he walked wow. around like that for a week. Um Oh my god. He's still wow. alive. He's fine. Oh good. <laughs> I don't understand how cats are still alive. You know what? Fuck it. Never mind. That's not what we're here for. What are we here for, Katie? Rachel. No, Rachel. Rachel, what Rachel. are we here for? Rachel, what are we here for? Here to discuss the theme of revolution. And the book was Purgatory Shore by Taylor Anderson. And That's we better. had fuck. <laughs> And we want to keep it together until we get at least a little ways into the episode. We had thoughts. Oh, thoughts. Yes, we do have thoughts. Uh, and yep. that, just to be clear, that's purgatory's shore with an apostrophe S. I, I, it's not you. It's not you, Rachel. It's just titles where the, the, the sounds blur together and make it hard to communicate them in the audio medium. So turn yes. on your subtitles. And you'll be Ooh, fine. Do we have subtitles? <laughs> no. Can you do subtitles on? Oh, where yeah. would it show a... them? Where would it yeah. put the? Where would it put the words? Um, like in floating in front of your eyes. Yeah, obviously it's like part of mm. my glasses. Duh. No, no. Look, we I, program I in subtitles, but it's but it's all podcast. So instead, 
they have software that just uh, reads aloud the subtitles for you. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> what the fuck are you on about, Peter? I, I, I don't know. When do I know, Katie? When do I ever know? So Purgatory Shore, you guys. It was a book. It had pages. It had words. Yeah, and I read all of them. I didn't. Listen. <laughs> I listened I to them. Me too. How was the audiobook? Oh. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. There, there's so much uh, onomatopoeia, you know, like things banging and, and bashing and, and blowing up. Uh, uh, the, the audio narrator did his best, you know. I think I think uh, it did, it there did was okay. some accents that were. Did, did, yeah. oh. Didn't one chapter start with just bang? Chapter yeah. twenty-two, like yeah. <laughs> man, that's that's interesting that that stands out so much in in an you know in an audiobook because I as a reader just glanced right over them, right? I absorbed them and moved on. So yeah, I wonder, same. I wonder if those things do their job better in a text medium than in a in an audio so, medium. I'm sh- yeah. Audiobook listeners, here is my question. Were, were there a whole bunch of words that like seemed like they were paused for a while or like because huh? reading the book, there are so many it's like obnoxious how many things are like just like one or two words in quotes like I don't have an example, of course, but it was like every page. Let me pop open a page. Yeah, I really want an example now. The duration is in quotes here. Why? What's the context? I did not get the idea that like the narrator was constantly trying to italicize anything, you know. They called themselves, quote, Los Pedros, end quote. Oh, so all the stuff with like Spanish language was quote was put in quotation marks. Perhaps most Maybe. people accepted that intellectually, especially since the fighting would be constitute that opposition remained an abstract concept. Blah blah blah. That's a long fucking. Sentence. No, I I didn't get any of that from. I feel oh, like the narrator gosh. read it like just straight. Yeah, definitely. Just, no, no. Inflection. I feel like it sounds like the the narrator gave it. All of its, uh, all the due it deserved. Um, <laughs> well, let's let's talk about what this book is first. So, so I think yeah. maybe what Rachel didn't realize she was getting us into is that this is military fiction first and foremost. It's got yes. dinosaurs and crazy universe traveling and and cat people, but first and foremost, it is a book about. Uh, Civil War era military uh, activity, like it's the, not even the, military the... fantasy, which is fun. It's the boring one. <laughs> well, it, it, like I had similar issues with like the Black Company, where they just spend so much time on the mechanics of operating an army and the and prosecuting a war that I just didn't find super interesting. No, I mean... Uh, but, but that's but that's a, a key thing for military fiction that people that like military fiction are like, you gotta have that stuff. You well, know? And I just want to make clear, right? This, you know, you and I already disagree on The Black Company, but for any other listeners who may like The Black Company, 
um, as I do, this elevates that focus on military operations and logistics far beyond what Black Company ever does. Yeah, yeah Black uh, Company sticks to like the company level sort of minutia, but this and it sounds has, like yeah. the individual soldier minutia of like how to clean your gun and how to shoot it and training and uh stuff and how many cannon of what pound size do we have oh god <laughs> how to make gunpowder right <laughs> where all your saltpeter at my dudes um <laughs> yeah. i still don't know what that is what's peter what's saltpeter is, is there it's a, it's a thing i don't know it's something is is there I, was there just a bunch of dudes named Peter hanging out at no, Sodom and Gomorrah and no, it's, turned into salt? I think oh I think my. you find it in caves. I think it's uh like a It's something that you can refine into like black powder for like gunpowder. Well you have to mix it with stuff first, but it's essentially it's the natural min mineral source of the chemical potassium nitrate. Duh. Oh, oh so, so it's, it's bananas. Oh, <laughs> I believe I believe you find it in caves, and I believe it's guano. Yeah, that guano. Well, charming. The new every day. <laughs> We've been killing each other with bat shit this whole time. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah, wizards had it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, I, I don't. Uh, I, I guess did anyone actually enjoy all that minutia? I, I mean, in the beginning, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And then by like the fifth chapter, I was like, please, for the love of God, stop. <laughs> I, I know enough already. I don't want to learn anymore. Okay. Tell me about I, the dinosaurs. I already think we're going to tear this book to shreds. But can we start with there anything that anybody enjoyed about it? Like, do, you, do we have any good points? I oh, really I, like we... how I don't think it passed the Bechdel test. Oh my god, let me think about that for a second. Two women. Three women, I think. Three but women. The, yeah, the cat <clears throat> the battle master cat lady. Oh, I didn't even count the her. Lady. Oh, okay. I didn't even count her. So that's four female characters. Talk to Samantha. Yeah. No, maybe, I think maybe Samantha talk about cuz almost all of our point of view characters are men. I think there's a couple times we get Lenore as as a kind of point of view character, but I don't think she goes and talks to anybody that's not about a man. Or is a man, yeah. 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 So you know, you're it's yes, it fails it fails that test. Um it fails lots of other tests also. Um, but uh, please, well, what, yeah, did, what did we like about it? Uh, well, uh, but you know, I, I, sorry, I, I did skip something and I think Rachel was about to put us back on that track, which is what actually happens in this book. What's it about? It's about random U S soldiers getting yeeted into dinosaur land. <laughs> yeah. Fucking <laughs> yeeted. Sorry. Happens. I know, but. Youths and your slang. Says the person that is a year older than me. Who? Ish. Okay, two years older than me. But they're in a ship, and then they suddenly, it's a storm! And then they were like, yeeted into this world, and like, oh shit, there's dinosaurs. They were literally yeeted, yeah. Like, into yeah. the sky. 
So And they were there were not nearly enough dinosaurs for what I was promised. No, you're a hundred percent correct, right? The the cover has, you know, this guy at a cannon being like, shoot the dinosaur, and there's a T-Rex, and then it's like and, and we never got we one. have we do, we have one fight where they in sh- near the beginning, like chapter four or three, where they shoot a cannon and kill what might be a T-Rex or something. I don't know. No, it was Allosaurus almost assuredly. Fine. Uh, Some kind of large carnivorous creature. And then everything else is military against another military. And I'm sorry, Rachel, I'm going to shut up. Yeah, I was going to say, the main villain is Masochist? Sadist? No, The main villain is, is, you know, and they never, I, I assume at some point, the these Both. other books in the in the this universe cover that but it seemed like the villains were like a mix of aztec and 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 spanish catholicism maybe no that's accurate and i have i have boy do i have commentary about that Ooh. Uh, i mean two two cultures that had kind of like torturous sacrifice going on in their uh backgrounds so to speak all right but, but... become the worst all right, but I, so I'm just going to summarize real quick. They are a bunch of people are are shipping down to the Yucatan in 1847 for the Mexican-American War. They fall through magic portals and end up in on an earth where the Chicxulub uh, meteor never struck and the dinosaurs didn't go extinct. And they land there and are like, oh no, what's going on? And um, shoot some dinosaurs and then find themselves in the middle of a, like, I guess a defensive war against an oppressive, violent. The Dominion. Empire. Yes. The Dominion. Um, And I'll tell you, I talk about things I liked. I liked the Dominion as a villain. Like, it, with all the technical stuff going on, it was nice to have a, a, a counter to our heroes that was unambiguously evil. Like, <laughs> love torture were, you know, all the worst parts of cults organization and, and uh, belief. There is no worst part of cults. They're all great. Uh, oh, wow. That's a hot take. Okay. Yeah. Love a good cult. <laughs> I love a cult documentary. I assume that's what you mean and not the actual. Sure. You know, I mean, I think that's why I like the Dominion was because <laughs> I was able to learn about their their fucking wacky cult and all the stupid things they do. Um, and, you know, like when they're the, the the sort of transition from them as the boogeyman of this book to an actual enemy to fight that that doesn't that ultimately you know I, I i don't think impressed anyone with their military prowess but uh you know was was interesting to read about and and the few uh point of view characters we get from their side were maybe some of the more interesting parts of the book if only because like their motivations and actions were so mustache twirling evil that uh you know they, right. they literally got everyone high and then did a murder so i, I could was, not disagree more on on every uh, single point that you've put forth but that <laughs> is uh 
I really thought, you know, we're trying to, you know, the author at times tries to delve into this idea of, like, you know, war itself is evil. He even has some of the point of view characters who are pretty unequivocally good, right? Um, He tries. Yeah, he even has them kind of briefly talk about, like, I don't like what war does to me or the fact that I enjoy it. But it's, like, not believable. And then we have these unambiguously evil enemies. It just feels so lazy. Well, it is lazy, and furthermore, it is uh, in a refrain that will continue to recur in this review, racist. Um, Sure. The Dominion is racist in two different ways. Um, Because first of all, the the author, through the the point of view of the main character and through narrative or narration, uh, tries to be anti-racist fails miserably tries to say look we uh accidentally teleported here and we are you know americans um but and we whoops whoops we got teleported here with some of our spanish or mexican enemies but it's okay like we don't we're gonna not hate them we're gonna work with them it's you know we're all in this together race doesn't matter um you know and the same with the mayan descended locals uh on the yucatan that they end up encountering allying with and protecting um but despite all of this no no you know it's cool you know we like we like mexican people um they then the author goes out of the way to make the enemy, the, the, the people that we can describe as unambiguously evil, mustache-twirling evil, just the biggest Spanish-speaking empire anywhere, so that it is clear that if anything is Spanish-named, uh, if, if something has a Spanish name, if it's a Spanish-sounding person, they're a bad guy. Um, that is... It was a very superficial attempt at anti-racism that failed utterly. Furthermore, oh, go ahead. I I can pause. Just to piggyback on that. I I mean, I just think the biggest issue is the fact that the people were so um, unambiguously good or evil, right? I mean, if, if, if it was much more gray on both sides, I don't think this effort would have failed quite as badly. Possibly not. Possibly not. I see. But I, so having people who are unambiguously, you know, well-meaning and hardworking and skilled at their jobs versus people who are insufficiently trained or or ill-meaning uh, is something I see a lot of in uh, military fiction. Uh, as an example, the Honor Harrington books, which are science fiction, which I've I've read. And I, I like them a lot in most ways, but they are very much, here are good guys. They do things right. They make the right choices for the right reasons. And here are our bad guys, and they are making bad choices for bad reasons. Um, that kind of ambiguity doesn't seem to appeal enough to the audiences of military fiction for... Uh, for it to 
dominate or at least be common in military fiction authors. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't read a lot of military fiction, so I can't speak to that side of it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, does anyone, but it was, I mean, does anyone mm -hmm. of us like or read a lot of military fiction? I like sci-fi military fiction. Okay. Um, not have a you lot read of it. Honor Harrington. I have not. I yeah. have not. Most of this the stuff I've read is is actually Japanese. because uh, ah. it got turned into uh they have a very different style for their military. Yeah, fiction, I can't speak so. to that exactly. I wouldn't yeah. know. Um I so I've read some. Go ahead, Rachel. Uh I've read I like like old fantasy not old fantasy, but like the Codex Alera series. Hmm. That's military but it definitely has a military kind of aspect it gets there eventually the like in the last couple books but doesn't start well off i mean way. even in like the third book we have um tavi going on uh yeah he's a captain and he, or whatever and he goes on maneuvers against the the wolf people whatever they were called um uh canis that's it canis whatever whatever lazy um, name he gave up <laughs> <laughs> um no but like i've also read uh what was it uh march up country which is a five which is the first book in a five book series it's uh this and this book really reminded me of that um except i enjoyed march up country um that one was like space marines protecting a Base Prince crash land on a backwater low tech planet and have to march basically across half the face of the planet to get to the one spaceport um, while uh, fending off hordes of people who don't like them and allying with the people, the friends that they can make, and also like rapidly imposing tech upgrades so that they can try to replenish their dwindling ammo supply. And so there's a lot of like, Oh, there's a lot of similarity in, we see what's his name? Case case. Something major case, major case, Lewis, Lewis case, Lewis case. Thank you. The oh. main character, our, our, here it is again, our white savior for this book. Um, they pronounced it Casey in the audiobook. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's well, I... incredibly wrong. Sorry. Audio <laughs> <book>. <laughs> I, I I do not care. Um, but uh, right. So so our our white savior case and or Casey shows up, uh, and and is the only one qualified to lead, uh, and everyone acknowledges it, uh, and so he's clearly the one who's going to save all of these Mayan descended. Uh, locals and yeah, there was uh, like a weird like uh how do i describe this like like george washington in a play kind of feeling to mm. major casey of like no no surely not i can lead these these great these these honorable men into battle like <laughs> you know like okay buddy everybody else is dead all, all of the other people in charge are dead Literally, you have no choice. So don't don't wax poetic on me about how uh, humble you are. 
just pick, somebody pick up a gun and shoot a dinosaur, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So the other thing that I found really racist about the Dominion, about and <laughs> uh, you're just coming for this book's throat. You were the look, one that was telling well, us that, to find stuff we liked about it first. No, that's okay. <laughs> when he's done, do I'm gonna come and pick it how they, you know, deal with women. So Good. carry on. We're yes. ready. Good. So here it comes. Okay. So, um, so the Dominion is a theocracy uh, built around the the some sort of perversion, you might say, of uh, probably the the Spanish Catholic faith, um, where where they have come to believe that God wants our pain god will will uh lift us up for our suffering and the more we suffer the more exalted we are in heaven or whatever um so this book the author makes it clear that oh no no though though christianity isn't evil here are two good christians uh you know the padre ordo or whatever his name was and and father, I don't care. Um, you know, so uh, you know they're here, and they have some the, uh, the the theological differences with each other, but they they make peace over their doctrinal distinctions so that they can agree that the Dominion's version of God is wrong and bad, and we will all team up to fight that. Okay, fine, but but but. The Dominion's version is explicitly, oh, so like the Catholics showed up and then they merged with the local beliefs and that's why it's evil and wrong. So what it's saying is, hey, Christianity is good. It's just when you mix it with the natives and incorporate their faith that it becomes terrible and wrong and awful. It is so incredibly racist that it, 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 I want to smack somebody. It's just unbelievable. Like that whole time period is filled. Uh, you know, I, I'm a I'm a preacher's kid, so I have I've unfortunately learned a lot about church in the various stages of history. But like that time period is filled with fracturing of religion, not people being all okay with each other. You know, that's like you're you're a decade or so away from the birth of the Southern Baptist Convention and things like that. You know, like there there weren't a lot of people that were like. Oh, are you like a weird offshoot evolved version of Catholicism? Great. I'm a, you know, a Lutheran from Missouri. I'm I let's let's be friends after a week. Like no, that was not going to happen. There was also Those some people are going to come to blows. Papists, but uh I mean, yeah. Catholics and Protestants did not get along in this country until like the 1960s. So <laughs> fine yeah uh, but yeah i that's fine my point stands and i'm angry about it katie can you make <laughs> us angry about something else i sure can i'm gonna Aww. do kind of a nice sandwich though <clears throat> oh. i did like that you could tell that um anston <laughs> was from texas because he immediately grabbed all of his guns <laughs> <laughs> oh i felt that was appropriate 
All right. This is one, this is one piece the... of bread on your nice sandwich. Is yes, that, that is, no, it is like a this. very thin piece of bread on this nice sandwich. No, I love it. Normally the shit sandwich is, is you know, nice thing, <laughs> shitty thing, nice thing. We're just, we're inverting it. We're gonna we're gonna try to be nice, but we're done with that now. Um, so <laughs> as soon as they introduce Vara Chun, uh, the cat lady, they're like, "Oh, I could not tell. It's gender. Oh wait, no, it clearly it's got has boobs. humanoid breasts." It's like, okay, if it's a cat, people, why would it have two breasts on its chest and not like six down the belly, like real right. cat? So right. I, I will point out. They described it as cat-like, but I did some additional research. It is actually descended from lemurs. Oh, no, they're the Lemurians. Okay. They how are. Many, I, how oh, many uh, nipples does a lemur have? I, I don't know. The, I didn't actually look up that question because I'll, I'll I... I'll look it up. Don't worry. Oh, no. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for putting your search history through that. Um, uh, they, they have six, six nipples. Okay. Well, they still so, fucked it up. So what you're saying is Varachun got is, is is six stacked. Maybe there's like a harness thing happening, you know. <laughs> Sounds like wildly a triple bra. No. The breastses. <laughs> you guys are terrible. You should feel ashamed. I do We're constantly. <laughs> All right. Um, point number two in the fun sandwich. So in the beginning, Case is like, or Casey, whatever the fuck you want to call him. He's giving off like huge insult vibes. Like, I have a quote from him. Um, all the women he courted were, and I quote, vacuous, entitled, capricious creatures. And then he's like, I, I don't know exactly how old he is. I feel like he's the same age as Anson, maybe like five years younger or something. And then he's like, oh, but hey, look at this hot little tamale with lenore and it's no oh. with lenore and yeah. like i could see that coming a mile of fucking way and it's just like gross and then there's the whole thing where they're like kind of dancing around it but i'm pretty sure that like her backstory is that she oh, was yeah. like raped by mexican soldiers and it's like yes. you you couldn't come up with literally anything else to happen to your female character here it's like that's no. that's your only thing that you could that's just fucking lazy and just annoying as all hell all right so i think that was actually parts two well, and three you see, together Katie, she she needed a revenge subplot so that then she could give it up to be like actually i love boys let me i'm enjoying these boys Okay, <laughs> here's what she could have done, though. She could have just, like, been like, oh, yeah, my mom and all of my siblings were fucking murdered, and that makes me unhappy, and I want to kill their killers. Yes. The end. That's yeah, all sure. you fucking need. She could you have could the same even... revenge motivation that her father Anson does. Weird. Identical. Women can't have yeah. feelings like men. Okay. <laughs> And then on page 355, at least of my oh. copy, he says, men and females. I'm pretty sure there's oh, an yeah. entire mm -hmm. subreddit that's like that. And a it's couple, just like. But yeah, no, it's. I noticed oh, that too. It's a bad oh, sign. Oh my God. It just drives me fucking crazy. Okay. Two more, two more things. Two more. 
right. I'm, well, okay. I'm gonna, I'm that's like hit us. No, that's, that's, that's lettuce, it. The tomato, for... the cheese. Where are we at in the sandwich? <laughs> I don't know, but they're all made of feces. Um, Do you put okay. mayo on your sandwich? What kind of? So, I'm pretty sure that they changed the name of the ship captain's like first mate, dude. It went from S I M E S to S E M M E S. I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but that really fucking threw me. So I'm just really, really hating on this book. I'm sorry. I'm sure that Captain Anderson or whoever the fuck is a decent enough guy when he's, you know, not imagining terrible female characters. Um, um, this book is one of the most forgettable books I have ever read. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember shit. Yeah, I, I could only read one chapter at a time because I'm just like, this is horrendous. This is boring. I need something else. I, I fell asleep I listening it. to this book many times <laughs> and had to reread the chapters. So I probably listened to twice the length of the book and oh I don't oh, remember you anything. Thing. I still okay. don't remember anything. Are you guys ready for the bottom bread of my sandwich? Yes. Do Sure. Yeah. I for really, really liked that they had mention of the song Turkey in the Straw. <laughs> okay. Well, like, okay then. One of the songs they were singing? Is that yeah. one of their, like, marching songs? Turkey in the Straw. Do, 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 do. You guys... I, no? I don't know that. Yeah. We're not from Minnesota, I, mean, I, I guess. I've, I've, <laughs> no, I've heard of it, but I actually don't know it. Oh, it's a classic. It's a real banger, as the kids say. <laughs> that is a thing that, that some kids say. Or it slaps. Ooh, I have a question for the youngins when we're done. Which ones are they? Isn't that you? That's you're Rachel. Closer, you're closer to the youngins than you are. I know, but I have a child and a mortgage, so I'm basically 80. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> child and mortgage is like even like 40 territory. Okay, fine. I'm like 40. Yeah. Are they still called hipsters? Are who still called hipsters? Ooh. Hipsters. Ooh. Duh. <laughs> well, no, they have not created a yes. new name for hipsters that I'm aware of. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm glad we solved the problem of are hipsters called hipsters? Yes, thank you I guys. Mean, so I think we're pretty unanimous. Don't read this book, it's bad. Yeah, but, but I'm not done telling them why. Oh no, there's more? Oh yeah. Can I, can okay. I offer a sort of counterpoint to Peter's points. Yes. This yeah. is not this is not a disagreement. This is just mm -hmm. a different approach. Because I want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt that he wasn't trying to be racist explicitly. I, I don't think he was trying to be right. racist. I and think I, he I just don't, succeeded. <laughs> yes. Um, I think that it the, the fundamental issues more come down to again, kind of laziness and one dimensional characters. And just setting up straw men, right? All of the uh, all of the situations that are kind of just straw men set up to uh, show how good these other people are by comparison, but they're not mm -hmm. real, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the problem. That's a problem is that most racism is inherently laziness. Um, you know, right? We're, we don't make the effort to get past our defaults, and our defaults are kind of stereotypes and kind of racist more or less for different people. But like, and it's that laziness that led to this one dimensional enemy that is 
an expression of, of, you know, unintentional, again, let's give them the benefit of the doubt, unintentional uh, racism. I, I think there was an effort that he made to, because in a lot of places he's expressing a lot of modern ideas and even progressive ideas through his characters. Yeah. Um, and I, but I think like with the Dom, I think he leaned back too hard on the idea that they were like essentially, you know, time lost conquistadors, right. Who have mm-hmm. created a civilization um, and didn't really lay that out. Like, in fact, kept it real subtle. Didn't, didn't ever really talk about the source of the dominion. I mean, there's not really a, a character perspective that probably could have served that up to us, but but I think it was a very important sort of aspect of that culture to, to convey that like, you know, the reason it might be believable is because the people that created that culture were, were monsters, like horrible monsters that we all agree were doing horrible things probably at the time they were yeeted into the land of the lost here. Um, and, and I think you're probably right that it, you know, like a sensitivity reader might have pointed out that like, hey, almost all of your Spanish, <laughs> you know, labeled people are evil. And you've got like one token Mexican soldier who's, I guess, supposed to make us feel. And, and that's like, I think, mm-hmm. indicative of, of how he dealt with a lot of the sensitive topics. And like, good Lord, there are so many because he, the time period he picked which is pre-civil war in the military in a, in a, based out of the American uh, Midwest and what would eventually be like the, uh, the iron belt in America, right? Like Pennsylvania and those places, like places that were like on the border of North and South in America, where opinions would have varied wildly. And, and <laughs> yet for the most part, everybody's cool, you know? he has like and he has one bad guy in the in the u.s forces and he's an absolute maniac like he has all the worst opinions himself uh (laughs) and like again is just like a complete character like caricature of of a bad guy and you know the the the, no one ever con comments on how they just put up with that guy for so long until he literally attacks a person and literally rips the clothes off a woman and suddenly like oh now it's too much and it's like no he did too much eight chapters back you you should definitely have shot him a long time ago and it's like here's the thing they kept he had to embarrass a woman in order to like make it real to everyone or something i'm sorry but they Katie, st- he's they still kept him around after that and then mm-hmm. his goonies like killed two people and then the goons got fucking hanged hung hanged i don't know hanged. they hanged, they yeah. were strung by their throat types and <laughs> yeah and he there, there got was like off a weird got fucking free i don't know if he got off scot-free but like no there was a weird did. redemption set uh, they put him back and they let him fight, right? I think mm-hmm. he was imprisoned, and then they put him back in the army. So I don't, I don't remember. Did he die? I don't uh, care. I don't think so. I think he just I sort of disappears that after that too. Yeah, you know, like 
I don't know. I don't. I. I, I don't want to defend <laughs> this in any way. So I agree that uh, yeah, it was just oddly an odd choice. I guess that just wasn't I handled was... very well. I mean, I think that's a lot of this novel. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because a thought I had before we started today was just how I was baffled by literally every single choice that was made in this story. <laughs> I mean, from front to back, it was just. I mean, it is an interesting story if you're studying, uh, you know, how to make every wrong choice. <laughs> well, it's it's it's, 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 a, it's a crazy story. The concept from start to finish is insane. I I feel like he's got a lot of research that he did on a bunch of topics that I think worked out pretty well. Like he's got the history of events down uh, really well. He's got all the military stuff done. He knows a lot about dinosaurs because they come up a lot and he's, uh, they you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, they're in the background a lot. And then in the foreground in some, uh like beast of burden kind of capacity it's it's really more like uh dinotopia than it is like jurassic park you know what i mean like the dinosaurs are there but they're not really the point um and i think he took that confidence and then as peter's been saying these other aspects that are so important to get right he just didn't feel like i just don't got, i never got the feeling he thought they were important because he kind of half-assed them a bit. Uh, no, and they're probably like the mm -hmm. most sensitive parts of that, that time period of pre pre civil war uh, America where, you know, and, and I think like, obviously the biggest one is, is I don't remember the character's name that he, he's, everyone thinks he's a slave, but then surprise. Barca. Actually not Barca. Yeah. Barca. Barca. Thank you. Yeah. So and, you're, and, I uh, think, oh yeah. No, I don't have anything else. What do you, what do you no, just, I was going to say, you know, I think, <laughs> I think you're right in he put a lot of work into these elements over here and he did very superficial work on these other elements over here. And we are looking at those elements that he treated very superficially and being very critical of the book in part because of those. And the audience that I think he expects to have, and I suspect he does have since he published a 15 book series based on something very similar before this one um, uh, is an audience that cares about the work that goes into where uh, he put the work in where his audience wants that work to go. Um, they care if the military elements are right. They care that he says the word Kyson or caisson or whatever you however you pronounce it a hundred times uh and they care about the difference between muskets and rifles and how to make gunpowder and they don't care about what women. it means they don't care about women and they don't <laughs> care about what it means that uh that the only thing that that ruins christianity is uh, the Mayan people, um, you know, so <sighs> yeah, I like, you make a good point. He put a lot of work into certain elements and he didn't put work into other elements or he half-assed them. And we are laser focusing on those elements that 
that really to us made the book kind of suck. And, uh, and we're not paying as much attention to the elements that his audience, I presume, really values highly, which is fine. Did we actually look that this guy's a dude? Yeah. There's a photo at the back of the book. Oh, right. You listened to it. There's a photo at the back of the book. He's just a super white guy. Okay. I I mean, he's got a little bit of a tan going on, probably because he's on a boat. I mean, the, my thing. I, I thought my photo was no. like black and white. I don't remember it. And well, I just wanted to make sure because Taylor's kind of ambiguous. Conceivably, yes, yeah, but no, no, super white guy. I assumed, but I would. You know what happens when you assume? It makes an ass of you and and um. Wait, <laughs> you and me. <laughs> Dang, I know. Usually, I usually I play that trick on the word assumption. Mm. You and Ocean. Yeah, how did that one go? <laughs> it's it's just goofy wordplay like that. Um, all Can right. we try to do some maintenance? What does that mean? Like, no. how would we have fixed the book? The way I would have fixed it was make More dinosaurs. dinosaur pirates manning the ships. Ooh, wait, what? And he has, he has a whole... He has a whole world that he's developed that includes intelligent dinosaurs and yet even those dinosaur people are racist they're so wasted and they're just like cannibalistic weird you know quote-unquote savages like yes no the very use of the the word savage waste yeah i i would have just put them in uh well first off with the title being purgatory shore and it's not even really purgatory i would have actually dropped them in a world where all of the like things on earth that no longer exist exist so like just put the dinosaurs there put like the fucking um the ottoman uh, the he put the dodo (laughs) put the dodo bird there and like don't even have it be other people like they are the only people there and they're just t- trying to survive dinosaurs yes and that would yeah right yep. like just making mm-hmm. a military campaign against creatures who uh aren't intelligent yeah i'm fine with that <laughs> that would have been cool like, pick... that would have like, been racist <laughs> well and then you can dig into this whole thing about um you know, you could even have like, oh, we were on opposite sides of the war and now we're all here and we're the only ones. You can talk about uh, trying to find meaning if you still want to go into the Christianity route. Like, yeah, these people trying to find meaning being the only people on this weird version of Earth. So the, the danger know. that I immediately think of, at least it feels like this author would have very quickly gone to the like, well, there's if there's no way back. We have to, you know, manage our society. We only have four females. It's time to get breeding or Enough. something gross. Gotta have, gotta have at least seven or you risk genetic uh, disintegration in the sixth generation. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're just going to have to call carefully. Yeah, I mean, maybe... Uh... It's a good point. Maybe we just don't dwell on that. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we maybe we don't, but I feel like this author would have. <laughs> yeah, you're but uh, right. that's yeah. Um, 
I mean, you could get a really interesting fiction out of, you know, how much purpose can you retain when you know that your group is going to die out at, at the latest in like 50 years when the last of right. you dies of old age or something. Um, like you could get some, oh, a good author could get some mileage out of that. Um, yeah. Anyway. You know what? A book I would I would suggest to people if you're like, I want to try military fiction and see if I like it. Uh, Master and Commander is still pretty good. It's, yeah. Uh, it's aged pretty well. Yeah. I mean, it mostly does that by like not engaging with slavery <laughs> and. Uh, well, that's nice. A lot of the the more, uh, you, you know, sensitive topics of the time period it exists in. Um, but and and it gets by the Bechtel test by not having any women in it. It's all dudes because they didn't let women serve on those. So shows. so does the master win or the commander win? It's the same same person. He's master yeah. commander. Wait a second. Slightly homoerotic or massively homoerotic? Listen, ma uh, massively. It's. Have you ever seen the movie? It's actually. I really have no great idea movie. what we're even talking about. Honestly, I, I have had about, is about heard homoerotic and and fixated. <laughs> I uh, just kind of piqued my interest. <laughs> yeah, I've had about thirty people in the past two years tell me I need to watch Master and Commander. It's great. Paul Bettany, Russell Crowe. It's Russell Crowe. I haven't yeah. seen it. You guys haven't seen that? No. Right. I'm rebooting it. Nobody's seen Plus, it. That's so we can thing. watch Master Oh, God. Oh, jeez. All right. It's, <laughs> it's on HBO. Is, is that even... This, it's on HBO? Okay. Well, I was going to check. Okay. Oh, I, I watched it, and I read the first two books. So, yeah. I, I mean, the basic, the basic story is a, a captain is sent to uh, the Caribbean to... Uh, track down a French privateer and uh, brings along his, his, yeah. Is it much. Le Petit? Yeah. Is it tiny? Is it short? No. No, it, no. Oh. The, the the privateer, the French privateer. Is it Le Petit? No. no. no they're, they're Is it like... much bigger than the English ship, so. Okay, fuck you guys. It's, it's one of those great English <laughs> movies where nobody has a good English accent, you know what I mean? Even Paul Bettany. Sounds like he's what? from Philadelphia for some reason. So. Wait, is Paul Bettany from Philadelphia? I thought he no. was British. He's British. He's definitely oh, British. Oh, good. It's just he stands next to Russell Crowe and like the Australian and English accents merge into South Philly. That's what happens. That's a strange algebra. Um, all right. I have more complaints. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel really bad. <laughs> I think yeah, we should wrap up. it let's, up. Let's just, yeah, let's wrap it up. It's been an hour of you complaining, Peter. Well, <laughs> I'm very important. Um, <laughs> I would like to go to bed. <laughs> oh, fine. Okay, so we can stop talking about this middle-aged man fantasy. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm oh, sure hope the recording can pick that up. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut up after one last question. How late in the book do you think we should encounter still a full description of loading and firing a musket? <laughs> you know, I kind of just zoned them out after a while. Mm -hmm, um, yeah. So but how late in the I book would... do you think is reasonable? 
I don't I ever say- want to encounter that in a book. I think well, it happened it in chapter happened- 32. It should happen once, and if it's under time pressure, like, they're gonna get killed unless they do this. And right. So, yeah. so it enhances so, the time, it enhances, like, how much they have the to tension. do before. Absolutely. Yeah. It, should be, it should be a part of building tension. Um, yeah. And it's, you, you, I mean, given that you are trying to, you know, uh, in, introduce your readers to the musket, it should be early-ish on, etc., Page 539, we get another full step-by-step description of somebody loading a musket. Are you sure it wasn't it takes a half a page? I'm sure it wasn't a what? Word, musketoon. I'm pretty sure it was a musket. Is a musketoon even? Musketoon is, is what the Dominion had. I don't know. I remember that word in the book. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys didn't even pay attention to the different types of guns? That's why he oh put the gosh. descriptions in there 18 fucking times. <laughs> I have feelings about this. Musket yeah, tune is a shorter barreled musket. Okay, fine. Um, look, yeah, you probably uh, should treat it like a magic system, right? Where you show it off <laughs> once and then it becomes like a utility, you know, that you, you bring yeah. back for for, you know, dramatic reasons, like Rachel was saying. No, yeah. but you yeah, need to have the guy in the back who has like the two different like stuffing sticks or whatever the fuck they are. One to hit people that try to run and then the other to clear jammed guns, obviously. Yeah, no, I always have two stuffing sticks on me. Nice. I don't I don't remember I don't <laughs> know anything about six pounders or twelve pounders, but they no. sounded gross by the end. <laughs> Like they were just cleaning snot out of those things is what it sounded like. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll tell you what this book didn't do. Make me want to join the army. You know what I'm saying? No, thanks. Yeah. I was on the, I was uh, so close to joining the army before this book. And then I was like, oh, heck, I'm going to have to clean out my musket. No, thank you, sir, Bob. Uh, Wow. We are unhinged. Yeah, well, mostly me. I'm angry about this book. Somebody shut me up. Peter. Shut up. Peter. Shut up. Thank you, Katie. Yeah, Rachel was in on this, too. Nick was a little bit. It was oh. just really just like a real group effort, except for Dan. He was just kind of like there, I guess. Thank you, thank you, everybody, but Dan. <laughs> hey, it's me, Dan Evanson. You can hear my stuff. <laughs> com. Uh, where you can also buy the, my new anthology, The World of Juno. My, I'm Peter Schaefer. Uh, you can read my short fiction at paschaefer.com. That's P-A-S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R. You can look at my game design at shoelesspetegames.com. You can follow me, I guess, at shoelesspete at dice.camp through Mastodon, if that's what we're doing now. I don't know. Fuck Twitter. Uh, I'm done. Um, hi, I'm Rachel. You can I'm and follow me at most anywhere in Argentine. But also, I am a part of the cult of Cassidy, aka I am reading the first round picks for Spiffo for covers of Cassidy and V. Uh, oh. So, please go follow her to see her results and uh, see what book I tortured her with. Is there like a website or a, a Twitter or something people should go to? Um, it's a YouTube covers with Cassidy. Are you oh. going to make her read this book? 
No. That would be no. torture. I, <laughs> I have 10 books that I'm reading, and then I'm going to pick the best one and for my finalists, or semi-finalists. Um, and she will read all the semi-finalists and pick her um, ones to submit as a finalist. For this wow. Book. Yeah, I back I back Rachel up on this because uh, if you if you like fantasy, uh, what you should go check out the <laughs> SPFBO, the self published fantasy blog off, uh, because it's a good place to find blog off quality quality fantasy books in the in the self published arena. You know, yep, there's a lot of dross out there to sort through, which Rachel is going to yeah. sort through for us. Yes, I get to read the Mumbo Wizard. Breakfast is served. No, I don't. But that's one of our group. <laughs> I hate that oh. name so much. <laughs> so funny. Uh, but yeah, follow me, and I can tell you what indie might be trash, at least according to me. Wonderful. I'm Katie. You can find me not on Twitter anymore because fuck that shit. Air horns. Um, You can find my bookstore, griffinsroostbt.com. Trying to get some new stuff put up there, so keep an eye out. Even if you don't buy from there, you can set Libro FM to to that bookstore and still support. That's true. Thank you, Rachel. And but just be aware, Katie can stalk you from that. Yes, I can read all, or I can see that you keep buying Fifty Shades series. Yeah, <laughs> that's yes, that's totally the books I'm buying. Busted. My copy's womp, getting womp. ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I have opinions about this. And who is our final contestant? Nick. Hey, that's me. Uh, you can check out other podcasts I do at too many thoughts media.com. That's T O O many thoughts media.com. Come join us on the Discord, which yeah. you can yeah, also find at too yeah. many thoughts media.com. If you want to send us pictures of your bookshelves yes. um, or communicate us with us directly, you can That's email too many thoughts media at gmail.com or you can come to the Discord where we have a channel and we want to stare at your bookshelves. Do we have anyone to thank for bookshelves this time? I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay. Well, then, no thanks to any of you. You're all bad. Um, uh, also, please leave us a review at um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, we read them. And yeah. Only, only five stars are up, please. Um, and so next uh, next month's episode is going to be Underground where we're going to be reading The Well by P.A. Schaefer (laughs) (laughs) It's Annihilations by Jeff Vendemir I was close Um, the underground theme gives us Annihilation sure why not Um, I don't know there there is underground in Annihilation there is I remember it but it doesn't feel like any day we can argue about this next month Um, yeah Okay, so so Anderson was also really lazy about oh my God. his okay. alien no, okay. names. No, 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 no. Look, aliens had hyphens in their name. What's the hyphen for? What does it sound anyways, like? Anyways, keep reading. <laughs> <laughs>